the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Last week we talked about family, one of my favorite subjects, and we left off listing what makes a strong family. And I'd like to continue that today and get into more parts of the family. So are you ready? Good. Let's pray first. Avinu Malkeinu. Lord, we need your, your anointing. We need the power of your spirit working in our lives. Lord, family is being attacked. And Lord, we as believers in your word, in you, Lord, we need family. We need that foundation piece in our lives to be doing well. And so I ask in the name of Yeshua for you to pour out your spirit on this teaching and on our hearts so that we can receive something that we can use to better our situations. So Lord, we love you. We praise you. We bless you and honor you. We give you all the glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, I pray that uh, this radio program ministers to you. And as I always mention, if you can support us with prayer and support us financially, I would be blessed. And it would help me stay on the air. So call Karen at 813-831-5673 at our office or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. I appreciate your prayerful and financial involvement. You know, talking about prayer, I'm finding that Tuesday nights when we when I have the prayer meeting, uh, I'm I'm needing it more and more. I, you know, as the world is getting crazier and the challenges are getting bigger, I, I just really feel that I, I need that a corporate time with the Lord. So uh, from 630 to 730, if you would like to join us, we'd love to have you on Facebook Live or you can come to our synagogue in South Tampa, 630 Tuesday, and we will pray for this country. Do you think it needs prayer? and Israel, and the world. And uh, yes, I, I think it definitely needs prayer. But you know, 
My congregation and I, we also need prayer and my family. So you can also join me on uh, Friday nights and Saturday mornings on Facebook Live or come to our synagogue in South Tampa. Or you can go to one of our other synagogues in St. Pete and Wesley Chapel and also Conexion if you would prefer to hear the word in Spanish, right? So look at our website and you can see the times and the the uh all the things that are necessary uh, to uh, be with us and, and to be involved with us. Well, let's begin this subject. What makes family strong? So I'm going to do a little recapping, but I'm also going to add some things along the way. So last week we talked, number one thing I believe is vision. We've got to have a vision, family desiring the same thing. Habakkuk 2, then Adonai answered me and said, write down the vision. Make it plain on the tablet so that the reader may run with it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hastens to the end and will not fail. If it should be slow in coming, wait for it, for it will surely come. It will not delay. As men of the family, or whoever is head of the family, but hopefully it's the father, um, you got to set forth that vision. And that vision is certainly a spiritual vision, but also a a vision of character. And and all the things that we want to see in our family, our the leader of the family should let it be known to the rest of the family. This is who we are. This is what we're doing. Write it down. You know, uh, whatever. But um, in Proverbs nineteen eighteen, it says, "Where there's no divine vision, people cast off restraint." So oftentimes, when our kids uh, get, you know, get into trouble and different issues, uh, it's because they don't get the vision. They don't see it. So vision is crucial. Secondly, faithfulness. Look, we have to be faithful. One who's faithful in the smallest matters is also faithful in much. Luke 16.10. And the one unjust in the smallest matters will likewise be unjust in much. And so faithfulness develops trust in the family. And so we, we've got to have, we've got to be faithful. If we say yes, it's got to be yes. If we say 11 o'clock, it's got to be 11 o'clock. If you want to be trusted, you've got to do what you say you're going to do, right? Okay. And that is a key element. And so we should not only be an example of that, but we should train the other people in our family to do that very thing, to be faithful. Certainly, number three, love. Referring to the characteristics of love. I mean, just the word, it's nice, but to actually do what love requires, that's what really is. uh, Because love requires sacrifice, those two words actually, I believe, go together. In 1 Corinthians sixteen fourteen, it says, Let all that you do be done in love or to be done with sacrifice. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 8, love never fails. And we know from Yeshua this, that he sacrificed for us. And that sacrifice, his sacrifice, will never 
fail. We just can't talk about love. We, we have to have action connected to it. And it should be recognized by the one who is being loved. The recipient should feel loved in order for love to be really effective. So sometimes we are loving incorrectly because the recipient isn't feeling loved. And that's so true with husbands and wives. It's so true with our kids. You know, you say, well, I love them and I do all these things for them. That's not the question. The question is, do they feel your love? Would they say that they see your love? That's the question. Number four, security. Look, this is emotional, physical, and financial security. These are key elements. In fact, I feel the area of safety and security is a woman's number one issue. If if you break it down in different areas, and, and we won't go into that now, but I just want to mention that this is a strong issue for the family. Each member of the family has to feel emotionally, physically, and financially secure. And part of that is, it says in Psalm 16, 8, I have set Adonai always before me, since he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So I'll feel secure if God is my security. But, you know, a lot of people don't have God as their security, and so we have to make them feel more secure. Emotionally, physically, and financially. This is our job. Psalm 40 says, I wait patiently for Adonai. He bent down to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. Then he set my feet on a rock. When we read about and experience the way God provides security for others, and ourselves, we can learn how to make our family feel more secure. You know, just bending down to the the other person and listening to their cry and then bringing them up out of that pit and, and helping them to put their feet on the solid rock, which is Yeshua. Okay. Uh, You know, you could do a a radio program on each one of these, by the way. But we're just kind of highlighting things today. Number five, communication, speaking and listening. Look, our words and our thoughts should be used to represent the Lord at all times. If we do that and are able to listen, we're doing pretty well. Look, look at Scripture. James 1.19 says, Know this, my dear brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. What a great prescription for communication. Or about how about Ephesians 4.29, Let no harmful word come out of your mouth, but only what is beneficial for building others up according to the need so that it gives grace to those who hear it. You know, the scriptures are so clear in some cases that I I don't really have to say much except read it and follow it. (laughs) You know, like Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So, 
Are you able to give a gentle answer to something that really upsets you? Well, if you do, it probably will be able to turn away wrath. But if you speak in a harsh word, you're going to stir up anger in the other person. Is that going to be a winning situation for you? Psalm 141.3, set a guard, Adonai, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So you can tell this guy is really feeling uh, like he's out of control. And so he's asking God to do the heavy lifting because he knows this needs to be done. Do you know this needs to be done? Right? Then we've got to do this. We've got to. Colossians 4, 6, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, to know how you ought to answer everyone. And Proverbs twelve eighteen says, reckless speech is like the thrusts of a sword. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Ooh, I like that for communication. Uh, Don't you want your communication to bring healing? Or would you rather uh, thrust the sword at somebody and then be in a sword fight? Right? Which leads me to the next category, number six, of what what is required to have a strong family. Besides communication, you should be an encourager. We need to find ways to encourage each other. We do so through appreciation and affection. So this is what God did with Elijah when Elijah felt alone seemingly had no family, God encouraged him and let him know, hey, Elijah, there's still 7,000 left like you who have not bowed to Baal. God was saying, you still have a family and you have the same values. They have the same values as you. So be encouraged. I didn't leave you all alone. That's kind of my paraphrase for 1 Kings 19.18. Look, A totally different look. If you remember what I said last week uh, or a couple weeks ago, my my dear friend Linda passed away, and she was the assistant of Halitzim Academy, which was a Messianic day school in Philadelphia. And uh, I was the principal, but really she should have been the principal. But at any rate, um, when we had a meeting with parents and we'd all be sitting around and um, she would tell me ahead of time that parents need encouragement. And every time I was getting too negative, she would kick me as we were sitting at the table. And it really worked well. Um, I did get a fairly bruised leg. But uh, the point is that, you know, I know there's a lot of things that we could say to teach people and, and, and say this is wrong and this is wrong and you're doing this wrong. But People want to be encouraged, right? So in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as you, in fact, are doing. Or Hebrews 3.13, encourage one another day by day, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So let's think about this within a family situation. Our kids are maybe, um, uh, you know, there's something going on and you're not encouraging them. And, and what the scripture is saying, they might get hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. In other words, they might be 
having they must be involved in some sin because they are being deceived and encouragement will take away that Romans 15:13 now may the god of hope fill you with all joy and shalom in trusting so you may overflow with hope in the power of the ruach hakodesh power of the holy spirit so yeah this is uh, an example of how you would speak with encouragement. Ephesians 4.29, let no harmful word come from your mouth, but only what is beneficial for building up others according to the need, so that it gives grace to those who hear it. Are, are you getting a repetitive understanding of God's heart and, and the family and how we are to speak? Hebrews 10.25, don't l- neglect our own meetings as is the habit of some, but encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching, you know, now some people would say, hey, you know, you promised that you would be here at our meeting. What's your problem? Or you could encourage them to come back and give them reasons and be, you know, let them enjoy you so that they don't feel the pressure. And, and, you know, they might have had a good reason. They might not have. But either way, We need to encourage people. An example of encouraging the family is to encourage their growth. We grow through freedom, not control. You know, I think of my congregational family, and granted, it hasn't gotten much better, but they, half the congregation comes in after I begin. And, and and a half of that half comes in 15 minutes after I begin, and maybe 10% or 5% come in after a half hour. <sighs> and I'm a person who's on time. But, you know, I have to, I, I can't lay down the law. I have to encourage. If I lay down the law, they're just not going to come at all. And uh, it's just not going. But I can show them the need for uh, being on time, and and I'll encourage them, and then I'll have patience and and pray that they'll get it right. So when our members feel encouraged, though, they feel valued. So are you an encourager? Do you encourage your family? Think of each person in your family. Would they say you encourage them? That's really the test, right? Do they say they feel encouraged by you? Okay. Seven, and our last one for building a strong family, spiritual unity. Now, look, this is kind of what we started with. Number one was vision. And we started out that, and we, in a sense, end with that. Our faith and our belief is where we get our values from and our desires and our hope. And as we have the same understanding, if we're in unity about God and our relationship to him and our relationship to people, we have developed spiritual unity. And that spiritual unity is going to make our family strong. How you do it? Um, you know, that's a whole nother teaching. But let me just say in Second Peter 3.18, it says, instead, keep growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah. That should be the purpose for our family. Whichever family it is. Could be a congregational family. Could be my biological family. Let me read it again. Keep growing in the grace and knowledge of of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah. 
This is the unity we need as a family. Psalm 133 says it this way, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, Aaron's beard coming down on the color of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. For there, in that unity, Adonai commanded the blessing, life forevermore. I believe that's the power of unity. That's the power of spiritual unity. Look, what brings that kind of unity to our family? Well, read scripture together. That would be a great thing to do. Secondly, pray together. That would be an amazing thing to do. And third, model godly behavior. In other words, walk the talk. If you're talking about being uh, under God and you're doing all sorts of things that don't look godly, your kids are going to pick that up right away and they're not going to listen to you. Look, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, but they can tell where your heart is. And let me let me just define heart because, you know, there's so many words that lose their definition because we use them so much. You know, love is one of them, but heart's another. I define heart is motivation for our actions. Motivation for our actions. What motivates you? And I give the example of this. If you see the old lady who's about to walk across the street and she looks like she needs help and you've been trained in this, right, by your family, you go over there. There are two ways you can go over. One way you go over and, you know, I was trained by my family to do this, so I'm going to walk this lady across the street. Or you come over with a big smile on your face and say, oh, this is a beautiful day. I'd love to walk you across the street. May I? And and you you do this with joy and peace because this is your motivation. If your motivation is just your parents told you to do it, it's still the right thing to do, but it doesn't have the heart. It's not motivated correctly. And so your heart is whether you have good motivation or not. Okay. Summarizing the seven things that I believe will make our family strong, common vision, two, faithfulness, three, love, four, security, five, good communication, six, encouragement, and seven, spiritual unity. Now, the family unit, whether it's biological or an organization, provides amazing benefits and how we've got to, you know, one of the greatest benefits of this is that we learn to be obedient to God's heart and God's will so that our motivations will match up with God's motivations. I, I really can't believe that we're out of time. That just is crazy. I had so much more to say, so I guess... There's going to have to be a part three next week. Will you come back? I really have some neat things to say about families, and I'd love to have you involved with it. Look, I pray that this radio program ministers to you. If it does, please pray for me. Pray for the, 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 this ministry and, and, and consider supporting us monthly or giving us a one-time gift. Call Karen, 813-831-5673. That's the easiest way. Call her at the office. Also, uh, we'd love for you to uh, 
you know, we're getting close to the uh, high holy days. If you'd like to share your faith with a Jewish friend, we'll send out to you free of charge a a um, book called I Have a Friend Who's Jewish. Do you? Great sharing tool. Um, you know, just call us. We'd love to send it out to you. Again, listen to my messages on Friday night or Saturday and come to our prayer meeting and bring people, bring people, especially pre-believing Jewish friends. Would you join me as we close in prayer? Lord, I pray in the name of Yeshua that Every word that comes out of our mouths will be beneficial for building others up according to the need so that it gives grace to those who hear it. So, Father, I pray, Lord, that you will be our first priority and may we grow in our desire to have a heart and the motivation like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel